Hi there, and welcome to the Interiors Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Neufeld-Flanagan, expat and interior designer based in Dublin, Ireland. This show is all about informing and inspiring you, homeowners and renters in Ireland, on all things around property, housing, and home, from self-building to choosing flooring. In each episode, we interview industry experts and homeowners to give you practical advice and the motivation to create and elevate your spaces. Welcome to another episode of the Interiors Podcast. Thanks for your patience on this slightly longer than usual break between episodes. Um, Today, I'm really excited. We have with us the editor of Image Interiors Magazine, Megan Burns. Uh, Image Interiors, as many of you probably know, is Ireland's leading interiors and design title and the trusted authority for Irish interiors. Megan has been working at Image um, since 2018 and has taken over as editor last year since the last biannual issue of the magazine that came out autumn winter of 2023. So welcome, Megan. Great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So Image Magazine, Image Interiors, when it comes out that twice a year, I feel like dominates my Instagram feed for about (laughs) three, three weeks after it comes out. And a lot of the content that comes out from from that issue, I feel trickles down into social media, into the image interior, into the Irish interior scene um, for for a good piece of time. So I feel like the magazine has a very strong influence over the the Irish market. So what I really want to talk about today is a bit about the magazine's perspective on what Irish interiors are and a little bit about where the interior side of the magazine came from, because I, I think it's it's relatively new compared to the Image magazine itself, right? Yeah, well, so Image Interiors it celebrated its 30th anniversary in 2020, so it'll be 34 this year. Oh, wow! Um, yes, it has been going for quite a long time, but you're right that it is younger than Image magazine, which... I believe next year will celebrate its 50th anniversary. So okay. Okay. Interiors was started after Image initially as um kind of a little supplement in sort of the first couple of iterations and then eventually became its own standalone publication. Gotcha. I'm probably thinking of like the the rebrand from an aesthetics point of view because it used to be Interiors mm. and Living. Yes. Right? Yeah, so before the rebrand, it was Image Interiors and Living. Funny enough, Image Interiors was actually the original name. Mm. At some point, I'm not sure when, it was changed to Image Interiors and Living, but then um, we did a rebrand in 2020, and it's gone back to Image Interiors. Okay, that's probably what I'm thinking of. And what would you say is kind of the the ethos of, of the Interiors magazine? Um, I suppose it's really just to, to showcase and celebrate the best of of Irish interior design, you know, designers, craftspeople, and you know the gorgeous homes that we feature. Um, we, you know, we want always to inform our reader, um, but always we're keeping in mind that we want the magazine itself to be a really beautiful thing, you know, like an enjoyable thing to read and to flick through. Like magazines are, you know, they're an inherently visual medium, and I think that's something that we always really try to keep in mind and you know every piece has to inform and you know have a great story behind it but at the same time you know you want that whole experience you want it to look beautiful you want everything to 
to draw you in before you've even read a single word as well. So that's always quite important just um, when putting a piece together. Yeah, and I think the fact that it's released only twice a year makes it more of this like curated book-like piece rather than your standard glossy. Like there's not a lot of clutter, it's very clean. Yeah, that's always our intention. And we're always trying to make each issue feel quite timeless as well especially because mm. we're only coming out twice a year there's very little point in trying to shout about you know trends that mm-hmm. might have passed by the time you know you're actually getting around to reading it or you know it is the kind of magazine as well that people people tend to hang on to their copies you know people will will keep them or you know put them on their coffee table for a while and you know you don't want anything that's going to date too quickly like you want a piece that if you come back to it and read it in a year, you know, you're still going to get something from it. Yeah. And I can attest to that because I, as I told you <laughs> before we started recording, I read the latest issue just so I kind of had top of mind the different sections of the magazine. And I think I saw the word trend like once and it mm-hmm. wasn't in relation to like, you know, getting your Christmas tree ready or any, or any kind of nothing too seasonal either. Um, and you know everything it's it's February end of February at the time of recording so everything I read through from an issue that came out in is it was it September September yeah yeah is still true because like obviously in Ireland winter is like half the year (laughs) so like all the things about drawing in and coziness and all the homes um I actually recognized uh, you know homes that I've still am seeing on Instagram um so it's like it's all it's not like it's one and done and now we've moved on to you know pumping out more content it it is much more timeless as you say mm. and I think that does it works well for an interiors publication because you know most people there they're not changing things in their home every month you know like it's it's something you think about for a long time you probably plan for a long time before you do it you know they tend to cost more than perhaps other things so generally they are things that people will consider for a long time and maybe you know really look for inspiration in a lot of places before they commit to anything so I do feel like it it works well in that sense yeah it's it's a bit more sustainable and also realistic which we'll, we'll talk a bit more later about like kind of the practical things people can take away from from the magazine but I agree. I think it should be a source of, of inspiration leading you down a, like, your dream, your longer-term dream that, that you're building. And mm. and there's a great variety of, it's not just like, okay, here's the most expensive kitchen or in the fanciest house. There is there is a good range of different types of homes from around the country. Um, and I actually, I really, just going back to what you said, you said it was celebrating the best of Irish design and crafts. And it would be very easy, I think, for a magazine that's kind of trying to do a very editorial take on interiors to kind of go and like shoot something in London and shoot something in New York and include some Irish stuff too. Um, But it's probably harder to find it all here and it not be something that's already been featured somewhere else. But keeping it very local, I think, keeps it, um, I don't know if approachable, but like just easier to relate to and to to be like oh yeah oh my god that kitchen oh that's from Radigan and Hick oh we should go down to their showroom you know totally yeah and you know as you like it would be very easy to 
to just feature homes in in London and you know all over the world and in the previous iteration of the magazine when we were six issues a year we did sometimes feature international homes um they you know they always did have an Irish connection pretty much but um yeah whether that was an Irish homeowner or Irish designer or something like that but since coming down to two issues um we actually you know we just think it's very important to to just focus on Irish homes now um and as you say for that reason you know it is it's more useful to people like obviously if you see something you know that it's come from either an Irish supplier or someone who will work with an Irish home or deliver to Ireland um and I just think Irish people are so much more interested in Irish things you know mm. they can pick up there's there's any number of magazines that you can pick up that will show you a stunning home in London or New York or anywhere in the world but there's not that many magazines that will show you a gorgeous home in Ireland and I think Irish people are always so interested in things about Ireland and you know Ireland's such a small country as well it's so often we'll feature a home and maybe afterwards people will say to me oh was that home you know here like is I think I recognize like where that yeah. might be and <laughs> they're so so interested when they can kind of recognize something or get a sense of like where it might be and but yeah I think that's that's something that's very important to us but I think it's also part of the appeal you know absolutely yeah we're nosy by nature <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I actually in the in the last issue there was a whole section about like different materials to use in kitchens and stuff and I was looking through them and I was like oh my god I was on that shoot <laughs> 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 which was really cool it was a it's a gorgeous kitchen um from Ailish Rickard Interiors where I used to work and I was like god this country is so small <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so speaking of kind of the, the core of the magazine um so actually why the decision to go down from six to two issues a year um it was when COVID hit it was kind of it was obviously a tough time to for you know all businesses including making magazines and the idea of a rebrand had been on the cards for a while anyway and so the the opportunity was taken to say okay now's our chance to change things up you know like no one is under any illusion that print is it's a tough business to be in mm -hmm. and you know you constantly have to be adapting and seeing okay what's the best format for us to be in now um so it was decided to go to the biannual um, publication and, as you say, to really pair it back to make it super clean, super timeless, you know, really give people an incredible amount of content and value and, you know, just as much as we can absolutely pack into every issue, but just make fewer of them. Yeah. And did the digital magazine exist at that time too? Or did you like bring that out yeah so we since then we we have digital versions of the print magazines available yeah. to subscribers and then we also we have our website image.ie as well yeah which is yeah, the, you know separate um i mean like like i will write pieces for image.ie that don't appear in the magazine if that makes sense yes yeah. yeah yeah like you co constant content um yeah. and the, the digital magazine is is really nice because i've actually i've I've referred back to digital magazines a lot, whereas sometimes you misplace 
your physical copy mm-hmm. um, or you want to look back and, you know, especially working in interiors and someone's like, oh yeah, we were featured in that issue. And the digital magazine is such a nice user experience. And especially like if you're working on a project for yourself, um, it's so much easier to screenshot from your digital issue and add it to your Pinterest board um, rather than like, you know, people rarely do the physical collages anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the let's talk a little bit about the, the anatomy of the magazine. So it, it seems to be broken down into a few core areas and I'd love for you to kind of explain a little bit behind all of these so people can understand the why. So there's your Periscope section um, which for me, it seems to be kind of a, um, a mix of highlights. Um, so you have kind of some seasonal things, you have stores, you have makers, you have moods. Um, so you have Periscope, then you have homes, which is self-explanatory. Then you have focus, which are kind of meteor pieces, um, you know, and it seems like there you, you, would, you would interview industry experts a bit more and look at kind of like maybe projects that aren't as much homey, but more like sculptural. (laughs) And you have your living, which is your lifestyle section. So tell me a bit more about Periscope, because I think that that is the one that's the most like all the others we're used to seeing in in a magazine. But Periscope is the least kind of easy to categorize. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I suppose Periscope is maybe the hardest to to pin down in a sentence what it is. But I would say it's a mix of sort of the new and then not not necessarily trends but maybe things that we're currently thinking about and then we have our our sort of craft features Mm -hmm. um which are lovely shoots and interviews with makers and creatives in their in their space whether that's a works like a workshop or a studio um so yeah um it is it's that it's that nice mix of of newness and things that feel a little bit current um and then alongside that just the chance to to get to sit down and really delve into some some people doing some really interesting things yeah like an example you know from from the periscope from your last um your last issue which I was like oh that's that's interesting but it's not really trend driven I think you had a section which was like like dewy colors like frosty greens and like Mm. blush pinks and like that there's nothing that you you weren't saying like oh it's the season for pink and green but it just it was just like something like a combo we're loving lately and some pieces from there and then after that you know you have a section talking about a a craftsperson in their home so it's a little bit like like scattered inspiration right totally yeah it is it's it's, yeah. it's almost mood boardy you know and yeah you're talking about our our mood pages there which are usually three pages um that kind of follow a loose theme so in the last issue it was kind of inspired by weather it was like there's mm. a page on on dew and frost and thunder and lightning um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's just you know it's like you can take inspiration from from whatever you want and it doesn't necessarily have to be a trend, but it's just something that our um, our deputy editor Michelle Hanley is wonderful at coming up with these amazing themes that you know you you wouldn't necessarily think of. Like for the next issue, um, she's come up with these palettes based on 
native Irish birds. So like oh, a wow. wren and a, and a chaffinch and a blue tit. <laughs> they're so gorgeous. You know, it's it's just, um, I just think it's a lovely way to think of new palettes and combinations. But, you know, just it can just be something that appeals to you. It doesn't have to necessarily be a trend. Yeah, I think, and, and it's those sorts of touches that make the magazine that bit more elevated and less mainstream. It's very art driven. Like you even have a lot mm. of highlights on artists there, but like who would think to to pull <laughs> color palettes from native birds? Like it's so yeah. so niche and, and, and quaint. I love it. Um, okay, so we have our Periscope section. Would you say, so it's about, like it's long enough. It's almost a quarter of the magazine. I yeah, think each of the it's, sections are, are equally balanced. Pretty much, yeah. They they can move around a little bit depending on issue to issue, issue, but they they are roughly the same length. And um then we have our home section. Um so it seems like per issue you you feature is it three or six it's homes? Th three homes, yeah. Three homes in the, okay. in the home section. In yeah. the home section, okay. Because then you do more homes in the focus section, right? Yes, that are... Yeah, we can. Um, but there they would wouldn't be as long a feature as each of the, the homes in the home section. Gotcha. And like, you know, for a magazine for an interiors magazine that's released twice a year, three is very paired back, very exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It is I mean, in some ways it makes our job easy, and in some ways it makes our job so hard because <laughs> Yeah. you know there's always so many more amazing homes that we could and would love to feature but that's just not the structure of the magazine you know um so we we, we stick to our three and then as a result we you know we would always hope that the the three are really strong and there's always something for for people to get out of each one you know so here's the big question how do you choose those three it's so hard and people people are always asking you know like what are yeah. you looking for what what makes a an image interior's home and I have no good answer for that um, <laughs> there really is nothing specific that we're ever looking for or not looking for you know I will say within every issue we we always try and have a mix of homes so okay. you know for example in one issue we'll, we will not have three period homes in Dublin because yeah that's not interesting for the reader yeah. you know like <laughs> so we we will try and have a mix of of locations and of kinds of homes you know whether that's okay. you know a period home a new build you know someone who's done an interesting renovation but apart from that it is honestly just you know the three homes that that really speak to us the most you know we've, we've quite a small team on image interiors but a team that you know really cares deeply about the magazine and knows it really inside out I think like which is helpful when it comes to making hard decisions like that like we can kind of say okay which home feels like it belongs in the magazine most and you know which which home feels like the three of us all love it the most you know so yeah, it, there's there's a lot of tough decisions, but hopefully the results are worth it. <laughs> it seems like you, you do go for things that are quite different, things that are either bold or really committed to an aesthetic or a mm. unique type of property. Just looking through the last issues, we have the um, Roisin Lafferty's, the, the kind of red drenched 
hallways that I think yeah. we, we we're very familiar with now and the the concrete extension I think that's is it Brian Kennehan's yes yeah yeah and um and I'm trying to remember what the third and one was it Belfast um, home as well yes the Belfast home with kind of the the Asian influences and like really yeah. restrained I'm like, where do you store all your things? <laughs> <laughs> they actually, they had amazing built-in storage and stuff. Their kitchen, you know, there's like wood paneling that yeah. looks like at the back yeah. of that kitchen. That all opens yeah. up and has like these amazing pull-out drawers and stuff. It was well, there you go. That's so amazing. Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, and so do how how do, do the homes find their way? Like, do you, I'm sure, you know, by now you have relationships with some of the leading architects and designers in the country um do people do you see a photo of somebody's own personal instagram account and reach out to them how how do you find them yeah a whole a whole range of ways as you say um we would have you know good relationships with a lot of interior designers and architects that sometimes will come to us and sometimes as you say it can be a glimpse on someone's Instagram where you're like oh the background of that house looks amazing and you know you try and do a bit of digging and maybe reach out to them to see mm-hmm. if that could work um and then I mean also we we have um great relationships with a lot of really great photographers as well so yeah quite often if one of the photographers we know well has been commissioned for perhaps another reason you know to to shoot a home or even if they they just hear of a home that they know will be gorgeous, they'll let us know and we can go from there kind of thing as well. So yeah, it's it's a variety of ways, but it it does mean that we it it's helpful for getting that wide range of places, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And what about um up and coming designers and you know, homeowners who have like kind of spent a lot of time on their home and would love to to get it featured? on image what would you say is is the best way for them to kind of showcase their their work I mean they can always just get in touch with us you know like we're always open to anyone getting in touch um to just you know they can just take photos on their phone once once we can see what a house is like just in a general Mm -hmm. sense like we can always you know get a good sense from that and and go from there yeah. And do you, I assume you also, from reading these pieces, you look for a story behind the property and behind the homeowners as well as the, the element of the actual project. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And um, I don't know, for me, the stories behind the homes are are such an amazing part of, of what we do as well. Like, you you know, you remember the stunning homes, but you also remember the ones that have such an amazing story. You know, the people that, you know, looked for a house for 10 years before they bought one kind of thing before they find the perfect home and the people who did mad renovations that people thought they were insane but you know it it all comes together in the end and so yeah I think that's it is always an important part of each house story and what do you hope to do when when you showcase these homes for the the average person like you know, as we discussed, image holds a certain place in the market. It is for a lot of people, it's it's aspirational and inspirational. Um, and the reality is of today's 
housing market and the cost of renovating are like very overwhelming to a lot of people. What do you find the, is the role behind the homes features? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, they often are aspirational. Um, but what we would always be looking for as well when narrowing down our selection of homes is, you know, what can what can everyone get out of this? You know, what is there in this house that anyone can look at and say, oh, I really like that and I could do something similar, whether that is a use of colour, you know, a use of textures, of interesting surfaces, even if it's just ideas of things like storage, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I would never have thought to to do that kind of storage in my home, but it is it is possible to do it in that kind of space or... I mean, even the the home we were just speaking about, the Belfast home with all the mm. the clever pull-out drawers in a wall that looks like it's just panelling, you know, like some of these things these things don't cost nothing, but there are there are scales that you can do them on. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, you can you can absolutely go hundred percent bespoke and, you know, pay whatever you want for it, or you can look at alternative ways to achieve a similar thing on whatever your budget is. Yeah. And I think it's also giving people the permission to do things that aren't usual, like that are maybe a little scary. I think over coming coming to Ireland as somebody who's not Irish, a lot of what mainstream Irish design was maybe like, you know, 20 years ago is very traditional, very inspired by English trends and English style. Um, and I think a lot of the things you guys pull are our plays on on heritage and you know there's you know the concrete extension and the mid-century pieces it's a little bit bolder cheekier maybe embracing what a new Irish style is um and I think that's nice because it gives people who are like oh my god what do I do what even is my style like is this what I should do because it's what a fancy kitchen is and that influencer had it so a lot of people don't know how to name their own style and they think there's just something they should do because it's what quality what they think quality is from 20 years of, of consuming other content right I know oh totally and I do think I mean Instagram is amazing for for so many things but I do think there is a downside to Instagram and well as well in that it can also kind of perpetuate that that slightly bland mm. form of design you know I yeah. think there's a lot of people that have a home with you know like white walls and peel wood furniture and super neutral everything in it because they feel that that's what it should be and that's yeah. what their home should look like rather than that being something that they really love and they really feel passionately about so and I do think you know you're right in that like we're always looking for something a bit different in the homes that we feature um but I think it's so interesting just interviewing a lot of homeowners over the years and I think Irish people are, they're always afraid to do the bold thing. Not always, but a lot of Irish people are afraid to kind of make the bolder choice with something in mm. their home. You know, people say to them, oh, like, you'll get tired of that in a year. Like, you won't like it. It'll overwhelm the room. You know, people are so ready to to tell you to not make the, the bolder choice. But yeah. whenever you, I'm interviewing homeowners and, you know, I, I often ask them what their favourite thing in their houses or their favorite space in the houses and it is so often 
the thing that people told them not to do. It's, it's yeah. the thing that they were really not sure that they should do it and they weren't they weren't going to do it and then they were going to do it and then they went for it and that always ends up being their favorite thing because I mean that's the thing that's most true to them in the end. You know, like that's the thing that they wanted, they took a chance on and it's the thing that not everyone else has and therefore it ends up becoming their favorite thing in their house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that can be the role sometimes of the the aspirational. Like, okay, yeah, whatever about maybe it's a house that is particular, you know, it's a really insane house or, you know, the budget is something not everyone can have, but it's more the the courage <laughs> to commit <laughs> to to certain decisions and the boldness. That's really what got it into the magazine. It's not the amount they spent because you could pick a million other projects that are over the top in the highest end of everything, but that's not necessarily what makes them <clears throat> interesting in the, in the scene of Irish design. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's, there's endless numbers of projects we could feature that, that have had, you know, a lot of money spent on them, but the only ones that ever make it into the magazine are the ones that we feel is there's something really interesting or something really different happening there. Yeah. Money doesn't equal taste. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, yeah, I think, as you said, there is kind of an Irish cautiousness. Like you wouldn't really see that. Like I'm just, I used to live in New York. You wouldn't see that in New York. Like if you did something weird, nobody would be like, Oh, but like, what about the value of that 10 years down the line? Like, won't that like impact how you sell the house or something like that? Whereas in (laughs) Ireland, there's like this, like, And I think it's probably a hangover from the crash and the Celtic tiger and all these traumas. Um, But people are like, oh, like, really? You wouldn't just make that a bedroom? It's like, no, you have to think about how you are going to live in this space and not just like this this view of like, you know, this fear of negative equity. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. That's a killer inspiration. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) um yeah so I love that I love how select you guys are in in your approach um even though I'm like I wish the I wish the biannual issues were like twice as thick (laughs) (laughs) um okay and then that brings us to the next section which is the focus section so am I right to say like the focus section you it's kind of a few different industry highlights so in last in the last issue you had a section on sustainability and some really practical tips on like uh on insulation and ber like not not the sexiest but like really important topics and then you also look at some specific projects and materials of a kitchen so is this where you get a bit more down and into the gritty Yes, exactly. Um, it's where we definitely speak to kind of industry experts um, mm-hmm. and focus in on a few topics and sort of try and really get as much information in on those as possible. Um, so as you were saying, it's in the last issue, it was kind of making your home more energy efficient and then like kitchen surfaces, things like that. Yeah. And then we we also tend to feature what we call a, a project profile. So speaking with either an architect or sometimes an interior designer or an mm-hmm. interior architect on one specific project they've worked on and kind of the ins and outs of that from their perspective rather than mm. a homeowner's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Cause you get a bit more of like the rationale of like, 
this is why we went out four meters and this is why we did this angled window and this is why like more the light and the space considerations yeah yeah the kind of really that experts eye on it you know like you know we can look at a an extension and think it's gorgeous but perhaps don't understand like the intricacies of all the decisions that that went into that but it is yeah. always very interesting um I find to to learn more about that and again I think this is what <laughs> makes it less like it's interesting to the average person who's into design but it's also interesting to a fellow architect or something like that whereas maybe in in a more mainstream magazine an architect wouldn't be as interested in in reading some of those stories because they're more consumer facing right rather than like the nerdiness behind it yeah yeah okay and then after the focus features we have the living so this seems to be like where you you kind of go beyond a bit of interiors and it's more like lifestyle and all the things that are complementary to sort of an, the elevated image interiors aesthetic so it's like you know everything from travel to places to stay um some within ireland but also beyond you had a really interesting feature on on slain castle as well so tell me more about about this section and how you decide what to put in it and tell us a little bit about the the next issue yeah um so yeah as you say, living is it is slightly beyond interiors it's that slightly more lifestyle side of things it's it's travel, it's food, um, a little bit of gardening content in there, which mm. is nice. Um, and I do think it's a lovely note to end the magazine on, because as you say, like the, the previous section is is focused. It's it's the kind of nitty gritty. It's the real practical advice where I feel like living is kind of this lovely exhale at the end of the magazine. Mm -hmm. It's like, OK, it's time to to relax. It's time to have a little daydream, you know, about <laughs> maybe going somewhere nice or or having a lovely meal and yeah when it comes to, to deciding what to put in it living is it's definitely one of the sections of the magazine that's a little bit more fluid like I think it can change quite a lot from issue to issue so we usually have one main feature which in the previous issue as you say um was on Slain Castle mm -hmm. which is lovely from like a travel angle in that you can go to to stay in Slain Castle and to visit there um but it's also interesting, you know, it touched on the history of of the castle, of the efforts that um, they're currently doing in terms of farming and sustainability. You know, there's a lot of aspects that, that are coming together there. Um, but maybe sometimes that feature is more focused on on food or um, on travel in in a different way. Um, but yeah. It is again, as you say, mostly Irish focused, but again, because it, it is travel, we do tend to to include an international aspect there as well. Yeah, which which again is nice because it's uh it's inspiration, it's something different. You had um uh, Morocco last time, I'm just flipping through. And mm -hmm. um what about kind of um do you sometimes feature, do you plan to feature, do you see a role for featuring local restaurants and bars and things like that in Ireland or do you see that a little bit beyond the remit yeah we don't have loads of space to do that but we do mm. try and include it in the form of travel features quite often um 
So if we're doing an Irish travel feature, sometimes it can be on several different places. Sometimes it can just be on one specific place, mm. but then we would always try and include, you know, local places to eat, places to go, um, which is a way to do that. And then the one feature that, that does let us do that is, um, it's called My Life in Food, where it's just like a nice little snappy interview with a chef mm. um, working in Ireland, which is always nice. And they're always very interesting to hear from. Oh, you do that chef feature in every issue? Yes, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I thought like you might, that might vary. Yeah, I thought that was really cool because people, you know, you're, you're always want to know what the chef thinks of like where to eat, and what's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, they always have really, you, you don't always expect the kind of recommendations that they give as well. You know, sometimes they're <laughs> very important, very fancy chefs and they're actually like, you know, we had one recently, on Camden Street. <laughs> yeah, I know. One recently told us that he was Australian and he's like the best thing about Ireland is the spice bags. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. High high and low. It's like yeah. Anthony Bourdain <laughs> player. <laughs> Love it. Oh, thank you for walking us through the magazine. So tell us a little more, like what are some of the, the themes and, and things that are coming down the line at the next issue, which will be released. Now it's, you know, it's end of February. That'll be released at some point in April. Is that right? It's, yeah, the very end of March. Um, okay. So yeah, soon. pretty soon. Um, yeah, we have, we've lots underway for the next issue. Um, very exciting homes that are all lined up. Um, we have some lovely craft features as well. Um, for craft features, we're doing a feature on Foxford and um, woolen mills which mm -hmm. is really gorgeous and another one on from oil pottery those guys are very cool um and yeah just lots working away in the background at the moment but <laughs> we're at mm -hmm. the point where it's all it's all beginning to come together we just it'll be busy you know from from now until we go to print on it and what's kind of your overarching theme for it like I don't know you probably haven't written your your editor's note yet <laughs> yeah not yet <laughs> but like what was kind of some of the the initial inspiration or vision for you because this is your your second issue for the magazine right as, as editor yes yeah only the second issue um yeah I suppose we don't usually start off with like a very clear theme in mind necessarily mm -hmm. that tends to kind of emerge hmm. on its own um interestingly enough like we don't necessarily start off with this idea but then once you sit down with kind of the finished product you can see quite often a theme has kind of emerged by itself so I I will be honest I say I'll tell you that I don't really know what the theme is yet but by the time <laughs> by the time I come to write my editor's letter hopefully it will have made itself clear yeah <laughs> and is there anything you can tell us about any of the homes like what kind of location or style or anything like that yeah um so we have one home in Kerry which is a very cool home that I will say from from the outside looks like quite a, a normal farmhouse um but on the inside it's had quite a, a dramatic renovation and is is cool. not what you would expect um there is an, a new build in Wicklow that is very gorgeous and was designed by a great architect so that is a really gorgeous one as well and then the third one is a period home in Dublin which cool. is owned by an interior architect who has done 
some very interesting things too as well. Those those are always cool to see what people do with their own homes. Yeah, the architects definitely. and the designers because it's yeah. so hard. Like we're renovating our our future dream home now, and it's the more you know, the harder it is sometimes. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah, you, you you know like everything that you could do. So yeah, <laughs> it's hard. And then to you get on. yeah, then you get a new brief and a project, and you're like, actually, I do love Belgian. Let's throw it all out <laughs> the window and create a Belgian style. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's about I guess it's about filtering through all the inspiration you get and like you said not doing the Instagram approach and copying but being like okay what do they what have they done here that's authentic to them <clears throat> how can I take that same courage <laughs> and apply it to my tastes and the way I live like because a lot of times like the that home the Japanese one I was like god that's so cool but like I would never be able to have a home that 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 is that restrained just because I hate clutter and my husband is messy and so it's knowing just even these little things about yourself being like I appreciate that restraint so much uh, that will never be something I can do <laughs> yeah but no. then you told me about some of their secrets <laughs> like <laughs> like the, the all the storage in the kitchen and then you're like okay so what space that I'm designing can I conceal some more storage so that I can have a little more peace and calm so yeah little um a tangent there for you <laughs> and um okay we were talking you, you gave us a little preview of the the homes and what about you personally like taking on the role as as editor of image interiors last year <laughs> what had you been doing at the magazine before that and what is kind of your your goal with um with the magazine now that you are are leading it um yeah so I I've been with the magazine since 2018 where I started as a staff writer um which I was for a few years and then I had a stint at deputy editor and as you were saying is recently the editor um yeah with the goals goals for the magazine I suppose it is it's a, like a publication that I, I love very dearly. Like I've worked there for quite a while now and everyone who has anything to do with it just has such a real love for it. So it it is definitely an honour to be the person that, that gets to look after it for a while. You know, like I, I realised recently that the magazine's actually older than I am. So oh my it's, God. 30, it's 34 this year. I'm, I'm a few yeah. years behind it. So I was like, wow, that's, you know, the magazine <laughs> is like... <laughs> it has something on me you know so yeah. um but yeah it is as you were saying as well it is it's a very beloved publication you know for a little while um I I was managing the the subscriptions you know that we do at Image um I was in charge of managing that and you know you get a lot of people emailing they want to to set up a subscription or whatever but so many of the emails are they're just so nice. Like they're just from people saying like, oh, I, you know, I want a subscription for my mom or my sister or my friend or, or themselves, you know, and, but they're just telling you in these emails how much this person loves the magazine and, you know, they've been reading it for 20 years and they've never missed an issue and they keep all their old issues. And, you know, they just, so I, I just really wanted to get her a subscription. So, you know, she never misses one kind of thing. And you just realize, that it means a lot to a lot of people as well. So mm. I guess my aim with the magazine would always just be to live up to live up to that as well. You know, like mm. 
it means a lot to its legacy yeah you have to you know you're aware that it's a high standard that that has been set so it's always about keeping that up and and pushing it where we can to to just make sure that it's the very best that it can be yeah I love it well the last issue was gorgeous and I'm very looking forward to the the color palettes from the birds (laughs) (laughs) and um I guess more more your view personally you know you 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 obviously write a lot still write a lot of content yourself as well um what is kind of your perspective on the shifts you're seeing in the Irish interior scene um you know within in the realm it's operating in after Brexit I know as an interior designer like so many suppliers became like kind of tricky and you have to look to Europe or deal with customs things have gotten expensive um but I still think that Irish design is is coming into its own when I look at it from from an outsider. So as an ins- as a very much insider, what what's your kind of take on it? Yeah, I would agree that um, Brexit definitely I'd say threw a spanner in the works in the way that people were operating. I mean, even us in the magazine before Brexit, we would have had no real problem featuring, say, a piece of furniture from. A British supplier if they shipped to Ireland because most of them did and mm-hmm. most of the time the delivery was not that expensive and you know there's such a, a wide range of suppliers there that quite often it you know it was easy for us in a way that if there's a gorgeous sofa that that's coming from Britain great like we can feature that and that's not a problem but since Brexit that's absolutely not a possibility anymore most of them won't even ship here and if they do it's going to cost you an arm and a leg and maybe more customs on top of that so yeah we're basically not featuring anything like that now from the UK in the magazine and as you say it does it it requires a bit of a shift you have to maybe look to European suppliers as much as possible we are we always feature Irish suppliers and it does actually seem that there are more and more of them cropping up, which is great mm. because, I mean, when I first started at the magazine, we had our kind of, there was a handful of of good Irish furniture suppliers that we would turn to to feature, but there's actually quite a lot now that seems to be growing and that's really promising. You know, it's really great that, you know, Irish people are getting more and more access to to good design and not having to to look further afield. Yeah, and even like people importing certain brands and curating them. Um, yeah, like people are opening up more of that here, so you don't have to. So you can go and see it and feel the fabrics, and and not just order it online from the Netherlands or Denmark and be like, oh, this actually doesn't work. Totally, yeah, that makes such a difference, and I think people are always nervous to order things, you know, like bigger pieces from afar when you you don't know what they're going to be like when they arrive so yeah it is wonderful to have more and more Irish suppliers stocking that and really giving people better access to it. And what about from the architecture and interior design space what um what what are you seeing there how would you characterize what you guys love (laughs) about the (laughs) Irish industry right now? Um I mean I think what I love about the Irish industry is that it's great at at supporting each other, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, I feel like a lot of Irish designers and architects and everyone are really good at working with 
Irish craftspeople because we have such amazing craftspeople. You know, the length and breadth of the country, there are people making things, making it like incredible things. You know, no matter what you want, whether it's, you know, joinery or a knife or, you know, a, a blanket, you can you can have anything that is made with care and by someone who really knows what they're doing. Um, I think that more and more like Irish designers and architects are are working with those people to create like really incredible things and things that are totally unique and that itself to me is like that is what the Irish design mm. industry is you know like these are the things that are unique to us and that no one else has which I think is really exciting yeah and I guess a lot of it is born out of necessity because it is an island and then mm. because of the knock-on effect of Brexit it's probably precipitated that and wanting to craft like an uh, an own national design identity that isn't just like, oh yeah, British Isles. I hate that term. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I love that. Thank you for for sharing all of that. And I guess um, sort of as as parting words, uh, other than of course, go buy the magazine when it comes out in a month and <laughs> end of March twenty twenty four. Um, what what kind of words of parting wisdom would you give <clears throat> frustrated aspiring home buyers or home renovators right now who like maybe they're listening to the podcast maybe they they they've bought image interiors once or twice so they follow it on instagram but they're maybe like oh this is a little too high end for me uh, i don't know um or they're feeling frustrated they're, they're lacking that inspiration what would you say to them um I would say, yeah, I mean, it is frustrating. And as a person who does does not own a house, I understand that it, it <laughs> is frustrating. It is a terrible, terrible market out there. And yeah. it's a frustrating time to be trying to do these kind of things. Um, but I, yeah, I would just say that, you know, whether flicking through the magazine is something that you're getting specific ideas from, or maybe just something as simple as the color palette or a texture or a material that you are noticing for the first time and you love like I, I genuinely do think there's always something to be gained from being you know a curated experience that is a magazine and not just our magazine any magazine you know people a team of people have sat down over many weeks and months whatever the case is to to put that together and you know they've made those choices for a reason so I would always hope that but there's always something for people to get from it and whether or not they're going to go out and do the same thing themselves um i would hope that it it's an enjoyable experience to read yeah and i i think to your point i don't think interiors are limited to to the homeowner i think i think like so i changed careers i i, I wasn't an, trained as an interior designer originally and i kind of refound my love for design when we moved into a house during the pandemic and I was like, oh, I am going to overhaul this. But you know, there's so, you have to get so creative when you're in a rental. First of all, yeah. like you can't, there's certain things you can't change. There's certain things that aren't worth spending money on changing because it's not your home. Um, you're, you're limited by budget because you're also paying rent, which is usually more expensive than an equivalent mortgage. Um, and so that really forces the creativity and to figure out like, okay, what's my style? 
what will make this feel like home for me and also what works for this property because you can't just like overlay you know whatever style you want for your eventual you know farmhouse into (laughs) you know some apartments in like new build apartments somewhere um so I think that there is opportunity to be inspired and creative no matter where you live because I think it's it's all about creating a space that inspires you and tapping into your own your your own aesthetic yeah totally and and there's so many sources of inspiration for that whether it's a magazine or something else so yeah and everything is just as you say a way to tap into that yeah and people can start amassing their pile of of image interiors magazines and then (laughs) you know you go back to an issue from years ago when when you do eventually decide to renovate or or get your own place um and I think that's a really cool way to get inspiration it's something from years ago and being like well yeah you don't see that anymore really I wonder why I actually really liked that you know yeah I know and it's a good way to tell if you like something because you actually like it or whether be- yeah. whether you're it's because you're seeing it everywhere at the minute which totally yeah I think people can really fall into the trap of, of thinking they love something but actually it's just like a a recency bias <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um okay well thank you so much is there any anything else you want uh you want to share with us about the magazine and and uh your path with it um, I don't think so. Yeah, just thank <laughs> you so much for a lot. me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, delighted, Megan. Delighted to so, yeah, be if, Thank you so much. If um if you want to learn more about the magazine, so the website it, it's all on the image.ie website, and if you want to read any of the interior stuff, it's under Living, um, and you can subscribe there. If you subscribe, do you get both print and digital, or is it one or the other? How does that work? So there's an option. So you can okay. you can opt for a digital only subscription or you can get both print and digital. Okay. Yeah. And actually, and it, it's a lovely idea as a gift. Uh, so even in your Instagram bio, it says for any subscription queries uh, to email subs at image.ie and maybe you'll be emailing the future editor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, if people want to follow you on Instagram, what is your handle? It is um, at Megan, I believe there's two underscores, and then Burns. <laughs> okay, Burns, B-U-R-N-S. The next yeah. issue is coming out end of March, and you can buy that anywhere. And um, yeah, follow along and start finding little ways that you can tap into inspiration, even if it feels very removed from you. Um, so we'll finish on that note. Thanks so much, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Interiors Podcast. To learn more about our guests or anything we mentioned today, please refer back to the show notes. You can also follow along with us on Instagram at The Interiors Podcast or on my Instagram account, Tanya Neufeld Flanagan. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please subscribe, follow, leave a review, and share the podcast with friends and family. Thank you so much and see you here next time.